Welcome to Random Rambling and Rhetoric with TJ Mercer. That's my TT. And it's all powered by the Samsung Notes. Now, here's my TT. I just loves me some porta potties, said no one ever. I don't know about you, but the ickiest thing on the planet is when I am forced to use a porta potty. I try to hold my bladder until the last possible minute. And what about nasty public restrooms? Ew, public restrooms plus kids. Parents, what do you do as soon as you take them to a public bathroom? You make them hold up their hands and forbid them to touch anything. Then you get in the stall, there's no toilet paper or seat cover, you handle your business, come out, and then there's no soap or paper towels. Lord, how much of Jesus is just not a good situation all around. Fortunately, though, fortunately, there's the restroom kit, a full bathroom solution the size of a lightweight deck of cards. A deck of cards, y'all. I keep one in my purse all the time just because it's complete with a full patented oversized toilet seat cover, enough toilet paper to cover the essentials, plus wet wipes for your tushy and your hands. The restroom kit is a don't leave home without a necessity for your road trips, you going camping, the beach, festivals, basically any restroom that ain't yours. Even that friend of yours who's cleaning is not their strong suit. You know what I mean. So pop on over and visit therestroomkit.com. That's therestroomkit.com. And when you use the code RAMBLINGS, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-S, you will get 15% off your purchase. So stop going to the bathroom without the full protection you need. Go get the restroom kit at therestroomkit.com. Okay, let's try this one. Hopefully we are good to go on this, this round. Uh, I don't want to start my Instagram until I know we are good and live over on Facebook. So I am just needing to make sure because we had to, if you're catching the replay, I had to stop the other, the previous broadcast because it was not uh, working. And Krishna says she can hear me, but I'm not seeing. Uh, all right, guys, we're going, I'm just have to make it do what it do because I'm not seeing my comments at all at all so let me paste here and see if this will trigger it starting can you see this okay so it's populating it's populating when i'm posting but okay so we're just having tech difficulties so that must mean that must mean that um, we are in for treat because <laughs> don't know why. Okay. Comments have now begun to populate. Okay. They be, I see Krishna. I can hear you. I can see and hear you. Okay. So that makes me feel better. All right. I think we're good to go. I think we're good to go. All right. Let me get, um, Instagram going.
Um, okay, so I'm live in Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, and Instagram, I believe. I think we are all set. Instagram, I want to apologize for running a bit late. Uh, uh, always, I'm not here when I say I'm going to be here. There has been a problem. And so there was a problem on the broadcast for Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Periscope. I didn't want to start you uh, until I knew for sure I had worked that out. Just know that if I'm not here at 8.15 Eastern, it is a tech difficulty because I'm very conscious of your time. All right. So, hey, everybody, let's let's get rolling, rolling, rolling. Krishna, uh, I believe, had ha, Krishna, have you posted that link? Um, have you posted that link that I sent you? For today, if you have any takeaways, if you have any takeaways uh, and you want to come on and share your takeaways, uh, Dolly, if you are here, there's that link after I went. And, hey, my Amber, after I went and kind of went through the comments, I think I understood what you were asking. Uh, so, but if you want to, you can still come on and, uh, let's get the, the, the pleasantries out the way. I am TJ Mercer. Typically people know me as the walking exclamation point, the chief noisemaker of media Mavericks Academy, where I teach authors, experts, coaches, and entrepreneurs how to book themselves in the media without a publicist and without being a celebrity. I am a beast at what I do because I spent 25 years behind the scenes of Hollywood. So if I don't know nothing else, really, I know Jesus and I know Hollywood. Uh, and but for this season, for this season, we are really tapping into uh, God had me go back to my Bible storyteller roots and gave me the assignment that for the month of August, I am. Uh, yes, Elsie, I can see you. I can see you over on YouTube live. Thank you, baby. I can see you. Uh, if I got anybody on Periscope, put it in the chat so that I know Periscope is work properly. Uh, so can you just let me know if, if anybody's over on Periscope? Because I can't tell where people are. I can just see uh, where you're typing from. Um, but for the, uh, what you mean you can't comment on Facebook? Um, IG, what you mean you can't comment on Facebook? Because I'm now seeing the comments over on Facebook. We had tech difficulties, IG. That's why I'm running behind. But um, for this season, for this season, hey, Deshaun, for this season, hey, Jamila, we are, uh, for the month of August, I'm showing up every night at 8.15 Eastern and sharing my heart and the nuggets that God wants me to drop on you. And... Our anchor scripture for the whole month that we discovered the other day is coming from Exodus 19.3. Then Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, this is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. The only part of that scripture when God gave this to me was me for me to anchor into, this is what you are to say. So what we have established for the last five days, this is day six, what we have established that in this season, in this season, I ain't saying about the next season, I ain't got nothing to do with the next season, but in this season, 
I am called. And it was, <laughs> it shook me to say it when God said, I was like, I got to say it to him. Like, I can I just know it for myself? And he's like, no, you have to tell them because I love my people that you are called to be the, the Moses for this crew that I am assembling. You are called to go get my kids and bring them out. And then the next day is when he dropped, okay, I'm going to bring them out and do what? I'm going to bring them out. I'm going to come get all your little butts and snatch you and let you hook your train to my caboose so that we can rise up and be an inject. No, that's not the word. We can rise up and awaken the Peters in us. We we are, are creating an army of Peters, if you will, because for the last five days, all we've done is study Peter. That's where he's, and I'm, I have a sneaky suspicion that Peter is going to just be our template for this time we have together. So if you already hit that button and you know there are some people who are in their, in their own um, Egypts, and in different kinds of, of, of bondages and dry, dry places where they know it's time for them to come out, hit that share button and let them know, listen, all I can tell you, I may not have known TJ before she came in here, but all I can tell you that I have committed, I have committed, there are people here who have committed, they're going to rock with me all 31 days of August as we do this. Now, here's what occurred to me as I was preparing today. You guys are watching firsthand. I hope you're really paying attention. And if you don't already, if, if you weren't aware of me before I started this, can you please put in the chat for the newbies? Can you please put in the chat for the newbies? TJ does not lie to us. TJ, hey, my Rhonda, good to see you. Mwah. I love that Lysandra is, is greeting the tea lights. Hey, tea lights. Well, you didn't want to speak to TJ, really? You're just going to speak to my tea lights? You ain't going to speak to TJ? Um, and tea lights, by the way, is spelled T-E-E, -E, okay? It's a playoff of my name, T-E-E. -E. So if you're going to speak to my tea lights, Lysandra, I need you to get it right. <laughs> so um, what God wanted me to, to say up front today is the that TJ doesn't lie. Y'all going to tell the newbies here, the newbies who are not necessarily, they're coming in from you sharing that you can trust TJ and what God is wanting you to see of really what it looks like when you don't know what the heck you're doing. All you know, God is giving you an assignment. I told you, God told me to do this last Wednesday. And last Wednesday was what? So if last Wednesday, if August 1st was Saturday, whatever last Wednesday was. So he didn't give me a lot of time. Let's just say that. He didn't give me a lot of time and he didn't give me instructions past day. I don't have a whole, I don't have a plan of how this all connects, but as you notice, it's all been connecting based on just what he tells me every day. So you can't expect to have the whole plan. Our first day, we talked about start. Stop talking and roll tenaciously. That's what start is for us. Don't expect the whole plan. He ain't going to give it to you. At some point, you got to operate in faith and be like, okay, um, so step one. Okay, God, uh, I'm going to do step one. Um, okay, so what's step two? 
you're getting to see really what that looks like in real time. Lynn, you getting ready to see, you are seeing what that looks like in real time, Jamila, of just God giving you, I need you to do this. And you don't know where you're headed. We did the same thing with bingo. Don't know where I'm headed. So and tonight in thinking about Dolly's question of her uh, last night when she was asking, the assignment seems so great. How do I get tea lights? And, and what I realized what she was saying is people to help her build. So I need y'all to trust me. Because Dolly, I believe this, this tonight's broadcast is actually going to answer that. So for now, if you're on Facebook, this is real, uh, not sure if you can do it on YouTube or Periscope, but and but in this chat that I'm looking at, I need you to type in what do I want to know? Because I wrote it down. Hold on. Uh, what is your assignment? And what do you need next? What has God called you to do? And what do you need next? And the reason why I'm having you put that out there, because taking a cue, remember, for those of you who don't know, we just, in June, my bingo squad and I wrapped up a four night epic bingo game for HBCU grads of 2020. And we raised over a million dollars in cash and prizes. It was an assignment from God. I had never done anything of that magnitude on that level with all those moving pieces that required so many diverse uh, people coming together and lending their expertise. So Dolly, when you ask me, how do I get my tea lights? I asked. It wasn't deep. I put it out there. This is what I'm doing. And then I trusted that God would surround me with the people that needed to be involved with helping me pull off what I needed to pull off. So you're, hi, Cheryl. Cheryl says I'm a newbie. Um, so, Lizandra says, my bad. Hey, Teach. <laughs> hey, T-Lights. <laughs> so, I want you to type in the chat, what is your assignment? If you know what it is, because here's what I want to do. People are watching the replay and everything. Here's what I want each of you to commit to doing, is that when we're done, you'll go back and look at the comments and see, do you have the answer to somebody's prayer of what they're saying they need next. But we're, you know, so deep in our head and I had to have a long conversation with someone I love last night because she refused to ask for help. And it's like, we gotta tell people what we need. I'm really good at that, especially when I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And I know it's a God assignment. Um, So what happened was God uh, told me that we are going to, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really good. Let me write a note down that I, I learned my lesson last night. Uh, when 
I got an inspiration that I'm not right now, but I need, I need you guys to honor that because for me, this is no accident that we are assembled during this season for such a time as this. Now I'm not promising the answer is going to come, but you're starting to put it out there and get comfortable with asking for help and letting people know what's going on with you. All right. So I wanted to say that. Let me just make sure because I was supposed to say that at the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, y'all ready? Let's see the meal that God has prepared for tonight. Y'all ready to eat? You ready to eat? You ready to eat? Let me know if you're ready to eat. Cause I got whoo, I got like an eight course meal tonight. I got an eight course meal. Uh, all right, so let's go. Let's go to the word. John. One through 35. So tonight's topic is who you run with. Who you running with? John one through 35 and the number one in this instance just me, um, how I keep my scriptures in order so that if the screen goes wonky, I know which scriptures are going first. Okay. John 1, 35. Oh, I'm in the wrong translation. Okay. Uh, where are we? First disciples. And some of this is going to be a repeat. We're just going to look at it from a different aspect. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared. And this is John. This is John the Baptist, not John, the writer of the book. This is John the Baptist. This is John's the writer's version of what happened to John the Baptist. OK, so. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. One of those is John the writer, okay? Um, ooh, let me mute. Okay, as Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, look, there's the Lamb of God. So John the Baptist is going, look, there's the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. So remember, John the Baptist was in position to pave the way for Jesus coming through. So it's expected that John's disciples left to follow Jesus because Jesus was the whole point. Jesus looked around. There's something there that they they left where they. OK, <laughs> there's something there, too, that they they knew when it was time to leave in 37. When John's disciples heard this. Look, there's the lamb of God. They recognize that's my exit. It's time to make the exodus now. When John's disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. 38. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? 
Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying and they remained with him the rest of the day. They were hungry for Jesus. They were, that's the common thing we're seeing. They were hungry for Jesus. Andrew, here we go. Here's a star for us. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said. Now, here's what's key about when I started digging deep before we go further. John is reported to be the last gospel that was written. Matthew, Mark, and Luke had already been writ had already been written, and historians say that John was able to see what they wrote. And so it's almost like, okay, so I know what story they tell they told. So let me put my version out there. So keep that in mind. Uh, where I lost my place. Okay, uh, 40, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother. So Simon wasn't even there. Simon, we have found the Messiah, which means. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. So Simon's brother brought him to meet Jesus. Catch this, looking intently at Simon. Catch that, looking intently. That intently word struck me today. And it struck me because intently can mean two things. I'm looking at you with knowing the intent I have for you or I'm looking at you so seriously because I can see what you don't see. And Jesus could do both. But it's curious that again, remember we're highlighting the Peter story and how we've already established. And if you're new, I highly suggest you go back through one through five because I've broken a lot of this down and we're not going to cover that aspect. So it would help to have context. But the intently part, the intently part of how Jesus looked at, at, at Simon the very first time he laid eyes on him. And I'm wondering, was he processing? Because Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John. So he's telling him, I know what they named you. I know who you've been up to this point. Come on, somebody, if you're catching where I'm going. I know where you've been up to this point. I know how people have referred you up to this point. They know you as Peter, the one who will pop off in a heartbeat, who can't control his temper, is um so spontaneous. He's impetuous. I know that. I know you're known as the fisherman. You are a fisherman. I know that. And the word, and Simon's name is, a, Simon is a Hebrew name that means listen or hearing, okay? It's a Hebrew name that means listen or hearing. But what does Jesus say next? But you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. 
He spoke to where Peter was headed, not where he is right now currently. He spoke to where Peter was going. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't have the comments up. I was on a different screen. Elsie, uh, Audrey, it's the new living. New living. Hey, Black Diamond, good to see you. Um, but when he spoke to Peter, he greeted him based on who he was. But immediately knowing he had a plan for Peter, he spoke to where he was headed. And so Peter, <laughs> I'm laughing, you know, usually I give you the disclaimer saying, you know what, I'm the storyteller. I'm known as the Bible storyteller. And when I do scripture, I'm not dissecting and exegeting and, and looking at the Greek and Hebrew. And God was like, yep, hold on <laughs> where I'm taking you. Yep, hold on. So Peter is actually a spinoff of the Greek word Petros. And Petros means the rock. And later on, where I'm sure God is going to take us, Jesus tells Peter, upon this rock, Peter, you, Peter, the rock, you're going to build my church. But this is the beginning. This is what happens when Jesus first meets Peter. He looks at him intently and gives him a whole new name. And it was curious that out of the 12 disciples, Jesus only renames the three, Peter, James, and John. He And then James and John are at a, in a pair. They're called, Lord Jesus, I can't pronounce Barugenes. I can't be, where, where did I write it? Because I was like, I can't pronounce that. Uh, B-O-A-N-E-R-G-E-S. That's the name that Jesus gave James and John, and that means sons of thunder. But he gave Peter, he didn't partner Peter with nobody. He gave Peter his own lane and said, from now on, you're going to be known as the rock. Peter. So my question to you, Lashenda. My question to you, Black Diamond, my question to you, Lynn, Krishna, Bert, Terrell, I know who's going to listen to the replay. What's your new name? What's Jesus renaming you? I was TJ, the TV editor. The only people who knew me were the intricate people, the intimate people of Hollywood who needed to know who I was because it was what I did for a living. And I would spend my days in a 10 by 10 room. And to God was like, no, you're no longer TJ, the TV editor. That's what you used to be. I'm calling you to do something else. I'm calling you to be TJ, the author, TJ, the speaker. TJ, the chief noisemaker, TJ, the world's greatest hugger, TJ, the producer who's actually have never decided she's going to produce her own TV show. And that's now what you're going to do. TJ, the executive producer, TJ, the bingo boss. And that is all encompassed 
under my main moniker, which is I am somebody's answered prayer. I am a sap. This is the first time we met Peter and John catch this, though. This is this is why I want you to pick this up. John is the only book that details this moment. So I submit to you and what we're walking down tonight is the friendship that had to exist between Peter and John. And I'm going to point it out to you. I got eight points. That's point number one. John was the only one. And I should have done this in graphics, but oh, well, John was the only one of the Gospels who wrote this. Luke, who was not an apostle, he wrote uh, Luke after it was all over. He didn't even put it. So it wasn't like he didn't know that Simon's name had been changed to Peter. But John, there's something special that God keeps pointing out to me. There was something special of how Peter and John loved each other or how John, I feel, I don't know who was older. I don't know the details, but I feel like John was almost the big brother because the way I see it in my mind's eye, when we walk through this, you'll see it. He was the big brother. So that's point one, that John was the only one who covered this in the gospels, all right? Did anybody type in what their new name is? Did anybody type in what their new name is? Okay, no, I don't see nobody typing their new name. Get with Jesus and let him give it to you. Is it Dolly, the entrepreneur? Is it Audrey, the author? Black says it's ironic. I just went through a legal name change. It's click because I am the perfect, imperfectly perfect parent. This is powerful. You're yes. I love that that, that God is actually setting y'all up for such a time as this. After you come out of this, you need to know what your first new name is. After we come out of these 30 days. You need to know what your first new name is. Jamila says her first new name is someone's reminder. Audrey, author, teacher, speaker. All right. Let's go to Luke 5, verse 1 through 11. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats of the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. And again, if you're new, please go back and listen to previous days because I and y'all, for those of you who've been here, y'all know I have broken this thing down to the nth degree from the perspective of Peter. So make sure you go listen to that. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Peter, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. And so perspective there, just a reminder, perspective there is the Sea of Galilee, you fish closer to the shore at night. This is day. 
They had already done their thing. And Jesus is giving Simon three instructions. He's giving, he's making three statements in one. He's telling him where to go, go deeper. Let down your nets, give you instructions of what I'm doing, what you need to do. To catch some fish, what to expect. Verse five, master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. Please go look back at how we broke that down. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. John was a partner of Peter's. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, what had happened was he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, oh, Lord, please, for, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. And think about this whole interaction. Peter, Jesus gives Peter the instructions of where to take the boat. Peter breaks down. He recognizes that he, he didn't have the faith and he's been sinful. Now he's in the presence of Jesus for he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. Upon this rock, I'm naming you, Peter, the rock. And now I'm telling you, you're going to fish for, for my people. But here's the point I want to make. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. He was speaking to Peter, but John and his brother James follow. Remember, we've covered this. They followed based on Peter. Based on what Jesus was talking to Peter about. That's point two. At this crucial time, John leaves, drops everything to follow with Peter. Jesus, it says Jesus replied to Simon. He wasn't talking to everybody. James and John just got to hear. And they like, um, Peter leaving? I'm leaving. And remember, we're raising up the inner Peters in us that when we make a move, people are following. You are here because I've owned the Peter in me. And you know, God has placed it in your heart. Like, you know what? I may not follow her forever, but for these 31 days, yeah, I'm gonna be glued to her because I have dropped pretty much everything in my life to do this for these 30 days. That is essentially how I'm following Jesus. And now Marcia, Melissa, Dolly, Lashenda, Jamila are saying, well, you know what? T ain't leaving us. I'm coming too. That's point two. John bounced when Peter bounced. Are you following the train of thought? Are we beginning? We've only hit two scriptures, but I'm hoping, especially those of you who've been with me, I'm hoping 
you're you're now kind of be seeing like, mm, yeah, I'm beginning to see. Okay, so John 18, 7 through 11. Okay, so what's happening here is Judas is coming to do the betrayal and uh, they enrolled up on Jesus and Jesus and they're asking, you know, we're looking for Jesus the Nazarene. So verse seven, once more, he asked them, who are you looking for? And again, they replied, Jesus the Nazarene. I told you that I am he, Jesus said. And since I'm, I'm the one you want, let these, uh, my, my boys go. Because we've dissected these scriptures already. I'm putting my TJ translation of how this plays out in my head. You know, so for those of you who like, she ain't reading it how it's written. Nope, because we uncovered that on nights of the, uh, the past five nights. So this time, this time I get to just put my own creative spin on it. Uh, and since I'm the one you want, let my boys go. And he did this to fulfill his own statement. He's fulfilling what he already said. I did not lose a single one of those you have given me. Ten. Then Simon Peter drew a sword and slashed off the right ear of Malchus, the high priest slave. But Jesus said to Peter, Peter, there you go again, dude. Like, I can't. <sighs> Who going to look out for Peter while I'm gone? Because Peter, Peter done cut the man's ear off. I'm just trying to get to the cross for my people. And Peter over here, now I got to do something else. Put your sword back, Peter. Dude, do you understand that if you don't, if you don't let me do what I'm called to do, it's going to affect eternity. Shall I not drink from the cup of suffering the father has given me? But can't y'all see like, okay, so if I just imagine Jesus is going to like, T, whew, T, can you just wrangle your emotions in? Can you control your temper? Can you just let me be Jesus? And can, can you just... Let me be Jesus. So point three right here. John is the only one who names Peter that it was Peter. Matthew, Mark, and Luke just says one of the disciples. Maybe they were trying to protect Peter. I don't know. But John was like, not on my watch. I need y'all to know how my boy Peter got down. Like he may have gotten in trouble with Jesus, but it wasn't from, from a lack of him not caring. He was ready to actually do war for his Jesus. He, it was a bit, what's the word I'm looking for? It was a bit knee jerky. That ain't it, but go with that. It was a bit knee jerky and, and it didn't really make sense, but I need you to understand this my boy. And so I'm going to tell you that it was my boy. Because a story I'm writing, and I would argue, I haven't, I, I have a sense, I haven't been able to back this up, but I have a feeling that God is gonna make. John is the one that talks most about Peter from what I can tell so much, so far. Don't quote me on that. Because remember, y'all are watching me build this thing. I'm getting fresh manna every day. And the beauty about this is I had studied this. Remember I told y'all like two or three days ago, like I'm noticing something and maybe God's gonna let me talk about it. This morning is when he was like, okay, this is where you're gonna connect these dots. So you're what? So when I say, I believe what I'm sensing, what I've noticed, 
is that John is the one that writes the most about Peter and gives us details. That's his boy. But he was the only one that mentioned this is how my boy get down. And it's almost a sense of that's why I'm saying it's the little brother. This is how my little brother gets down, though. I love him. Lord Jesus, I love him, but he drive me crazy. That sound familiar to anybody? I'm just saying. All right, scripture four. John 20, one through 10. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, which is John. She ran and found Simon Peter. We saw another translation I covered yesterday where uh, the angel, I think it's the angel told him to go tell the other disciples and then the, specifically including Peter. Are you catching how special Peter was to Jesus? And in this plan, because upon this rock, Peter, she ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one who Jesus loved, John. She said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb and we don't know where they put him. Yo, this is crazy. Verse three, Peter and the other disciples started out for the tomb. The other, uh, what we read yesterday was Peter jumped up. That's what we can see. Peter jumped up. Like, whoa, wait a minute. Can you imagine everything that was flashing in his head at the time? Like, dude, Jesus told us this. He told us. Oh my God, it's really true. Think about it. If somebody had told you that somebody was outside giving a million dollars, you wouldn't even put on shoes. That's what it was like for Peter. Like, Oh my God, it's all, everything that we did the last three years has not been for naught. So can you imagine just the, the doubt that crept in from what society is saying Friday night, Jesus died. He was there for a Friday morning, sorry, Friday. He was all there Friday. He was all there Saturday. The doubt that must've been going through Peter's mind, like I just gave up three years of my life. I loved him though. For three years of my life, and this dude, this dude is just dead. He was supposed to be the political savior. And now he gets news that, wait a minute, Jesus said that. He jumps up. Now, Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running. But the other disciple outran Peter. We covered this and reached the tomb first. John got there first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there and while the cloth that had covered Jesus's head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. And remember when we first read this, I said, I think it's curious that John beat him there but he still let Peter go in. How many of you got friends that you know so well that you know so well that you know what they like, you know what they don't like? You don't even bring them. Like, I know I have friends that like, you know what? Um, that T ain't even gonna be dealing with that. 
She ain't gonna like, mm -mm. I remember for my, my wedding, my sister, there was a problem with one of my bridesmaids trying to take over. And my bridesmaids was insisting that the wedding, um, the uh, bridal shower had lasagna or what have you. And my sister was like, you apparently don't know her. Did that she ain't gonna eat no lasagna? How many of you have friends like that? That literally you're running with them and they know you going into the tomb means something to you. We don't know what, but based on the overall of what we see, John was considerate. And for whatever reason, he stopped and he let Peter go in. That's point four. He let Peter have that moment. For whatever reason, they were running at the same time and John beat him there. So it literally, that's where our title comes from. Who you running with? Are you running with a person that are you surrounding yourself with people and you running with people that you know for a fact have your back? That they love you in a way that they're gonna make sure your story is told properly. They're not gonna leave you out. Who am I speaking to? Is it landing now? Who you need to be surrounding yourself with as you build your crew, Dolly? And you start analyzing who's in your circle? Are you running with somebody who knows? Bert would like that better than I. So you know what? I'm going to let Bert have it. Dana likes that better than I would. She would appreciate that. So I'm gonna let them have it. Let that sink in. Our fifth one, and there's several in here that I want you to notice. John 21, one through 22. Let me make sure I'm looking at my notes. Okay. Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. What had happened was several disciples were there. Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, which were James and John, and two other disciples. So John was there with Peter again. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. And we covered that the other night. I don't remember where we covered it, but it was just a de declaration statement. I'm going fishing. We broke it down from the aspect of also what he went back to doing what was familiar. But the, the key word is he just decided I'm going fishing. And then the rest of the crew We'll come too, they all said. Peter was an influencer. 
They wanted to be, they wanted to rock with Peter. I'm sure and I, 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 in, my, in my imagination, I see John was like, you know what? I can't leave Peter alone. And you'd have no idea what Peter's uh, mental state was. Because they, they still, you have no idea what, what was going through John's mind as he's looking out for Peter. And in my, I'm telling you, in my imagination, it's just like, you know what? I ain't leaving Peter alone right now because <laughs> uh, ain't no telling what this dude would do. But if you're raising up to be a Peter, if I say, I'm going to start a bingo game. The Peter in me has risen, has awakened. And I'm saying it with such declaration that so many people were willing to get on that plane with me, knowing at some point, because I told them up front, I don't know what I'm doing. At some point, we're building this plane as we fly it. So at some point, I'm going to have to look behind into the uh, the rest of the plane and go, um, so if I got that wheel that we need to land this thing, um, you got those wing flaps back there, Krishna? Because we got to land this plane now, okay? Because we've been flying. But just the mere fact, Krishna is here. I don't know if any of my other, my bingo squad is here. Um, uh, but Krishna, I just made one phone call. This is what I'm doing. And people rose up because I said it with such boldness and confidence because I was sure of my assignment. Verse four, at dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, fellas, you calling it fish? And we talked about how Jesus already knew, but they had to participate in acknowledging their favorite, their, their failure there. So make sure, go, go wash, wash the other days. No, they replied. Then he said, throw your net on the hand side of the boat and you'll get some. He told them specifically where to go, follow instructions. So they did and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Let me make sure I know which one I'm supposed to hit now. Uh, okay. Then the disciple, Jesus love said to Peter, once again, he talking, Jesus is constantly calling out Peter. We talked about that the other day. Like the, all the other disciples fell asleep. But when Jesus came back, he was like, Peter, you couldn't even keep your eyes open. So Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water. Remember, Peter loved him some Jesus. So once John announced that it's the Lord, I just saw this. Wait, so I, I just said it wrong. I thought we were in another part. I just saw this though. So then the disciple Jesus loved. So this is John said to Peter. Remember, John let Peter go in the tomb first. It doesn't say John yelled. One would think it's like, well, you ain't gonna yell. Y'all, it's the Lord. It's specific in saying, he said it to Peter. He made Peter. He made Peter 
aware and made sure Peter didn't miss it. Come on, y'all. Y'all know that's a friend. Christian, I ain't going to let you miss your opportunity. Melissa, I ain't going to let you miss your opportunity. Marsha, I'm not going to let you miss your opportunity. I'm going to call your name and be like, yo, Jamila, it's God. It's Jesus. Because I'm committed to not making sure. That is a friend. Your friend is tagging you and stuff and making sure you're aware of grants and whatnot. Your friend is tagging you in things of, of, of making sure they understand what you over there trying to build. So they're making sure they're calling you by name to make sure you don't miss an opportunity. That's what John is doing. Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that, <laughs> that's all. That's all Peter needed to know. What? What, John? Pete, what? Boom. In the water. And he swam 100 yards to get to his Jesus. Jumped into the water and headed to shore. Verse 8. The other stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore for they were only about a hundred yards from shore. Here's my next point. Peter was so excited and John, I feel like John was like, yo, um, let Peter go on. We still got to get these fish. P John is being responsible. He's look, I'm telling you that in my mind's eye, it's like he's his look, he's his big brother looking out like, I'm gonna go let him do this. I know how much this means to him. So I'm, I'm going to do the responsible thing because Peter ain't thinking about the boat. He ain't thinking about the fish that we got. He ain't thinking about nothing. All he thinking about is getting to his Jesus. That is a friend. Lynn, Lynn says, exactly. That is a friend. You know, I just threw my shoe at you. When, if you're not familiar, when people throw a shoe at you, it means you, you really have done something good. So Lynn ain't trying to be violent towards me. Um, but yeah, Lynn, isn't that though? I'm sure the others were just excited. But John was like, nah, I'm gonna let people... Mm. If you have friends like that, it is a blessing. When I left TV editing, newbies, TJ is a crybaby too. I think I'm crying every night having a... <laughs> When I left, when God pulled me out of TV editing, and that's a six-figure career. And I told the three people closest to me, my mom, my sister, and my cousin, what God was calling me to do in that. He told me I have to walk away from TV for me to do, from TV as an editor to do what he was calling me to do. 
And when entre if you if you are an entrepreneur, you can relate to this. Any any successful entrepreneur who has not at some point had bad credit, <laughs> yeah, I I will turn I would I would jump rope twenty minutes for you because I almost died on the five. So that twenty minutes that's a lot. Um, but entrepreneurship, I know who who's here. Lynn is an entrepreneur. I don't know who else is here that's like straight entrepreneur. Um, it got really bad. And there were days where I was like, God, can I please go back to edit? I'm not built to live like this. I didn't even want to be an entrepreneur. I love working for people. I wasn't that girl. I always called myself the reluctant entrepreneur. I love being a part of the team. I didn't want the book to stop with me. I was turning down jobs. Bert, okay, Bert is here. Yeah, Bert can testify. I was turning down jobs. And not one time did my cousin, my sister, or my mom tell me, go back. You need to go back. Instead, they paid my mortgage. My cousin paid my cell phone for a whole year. They would take me to concerts. They would make sure that I was fed. They made sure my bills were paid because they understood like John, what it meant to be chasing after Jesus. So you have to ask yourself, y'all, who you running with? They took care of me. because they knew the call that was on my life. John was there when Jesus told Peter, your name is now Peter, which means the rock. John was there when he then and later on tells Peter upon this rock. So John understood. That's a friend. Who you running with, Cheryl? Who you running with, Elsie? Who you running with, Lashenda? I remember one time I was getting ready to travel and I honestly didn't even know how I was getting back home. I was just being obedient of God, telling me I need you to go. And I'm like... And one of my friends just called me out the blue and was like, come get a check. And it covered my travel. Who you running with? Who you running with, Lysandra? 
Who you running with? That's why it, the same cousin I told you about was the same cousin that uh, I said when we talked about, I forget what we were, what night we were talking about it. And I heard her and I just uh, heard her unintentionally, but it still hurt her. And that's why it was so devastating because I know how much my cousin loves me. Last point. Let's skip down to um, 15. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And we was this last night that we broke this completely down. So I'm not going to spend time breaking it down tonight. Um, so go back and listen to the replay from yesterday. They're all on my, um, they're probably still up on YouTube, Periscope. They're still there. Um after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. The third time he asked him, son, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And we dissected last night because I didn't know I was going to be teaching today that then John writes, Peter was hurt. A friend knows when you're hurt. A friend knows, and I pointed out last night that it wasn't that Peter said he was hurt. It was however Peter was saying it. John knew his boy enough to know he was hurt, that Jesus keeps asking. This is, he had just swam a hundred yards to get to Jesus. And now Jesus is going to be asking him these silly questions about him. Do you love me? Dude, did you just see what I just did? I swam across the sea of Galilee to get to you. So John knew his boy. He knew what these questions were doing. Now, the point I want to make though is, but John is the only one of the gospels that recorded this redemption. Because remember, Peter denied Jesus three times. Had John not recorded this, Peter's story would have been, Peter's story would have been left that he just denied Jesus. But John was like, no, I'm not. Remember I said that John was is, is, is reported to be the last one to write. Matthew, Mark, and Luke were already written before John wrote this. And so he's looking at them and looking at what they've written. And he's like, no, you're not going to leave my boy's story right there. Because let me show you what happened. My boy's story didn't end there. No, you ain't going to do that to my boy. I'm going to tell you how Jesus came back around and redeemed him. And gave him instructions and showed him no matter what you've done, Peter, I'm still calling you. You still, I'm still going to tell you verse 19 to follow me. He didn't let his boy's story end there. 
And then 20, my last point, Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved. So Peter looked around and we touched this last night. And again, I didn't know we, this is what we're headed, but Peter looked around, saw John. And on one hand, I believe Peter was like, but you're going to let, I know you telling me to follow you, follow you but I, I ain't trying to go by myself. So you're going you gonna to let John go with me? Out of all, catch what it's saying, catch the details. Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved. So he saw the them. He saw the them. But he only asked Jesus about John. What about him, Lord? You know by now we thick as thieves. I ain't, I, mm -mm. So now you're not, you're not going to actually, you know, I, I ain't trying to do this by myself because John is the one that keeps me out of trouble. Who you running with, darling? Stephanie, who you running with? Who's that person for you? That the assignment, they already know. You already know I ain't doing this without them. I have a couple of people like that. My sister, my mom, and my, my um, uh, cousin, they're in their own category. They family. They don't have a clue what I really do. They, they just want to know the good stuff a lot of times and then they'll be there for the bad stuff to pick me up. So they don't know the details. Like my mother got the grandkids. That's the only reason why my mom hasn't been here. But my cousin, my sister, they don't, they, they just don't. I don't expect them to because they show me love in other ways. So when my assignments in this arena come, the first person that has to be on board and she's not here because she's having death in the family is Andrea. Let me tell you about Andrea. It's like Andrea is the, the person that's going to get my, my crazy ideas first. She's going to get them first. And then she's going to already be implementing while I'm still working it out. When, when I was on my family's being, which was the, the, the foundation, my, my cousin had put together, not that cousin, a different cousin had put together a bingo for the family. Halfway through the bingo, I'm realizing, yo, I should do this for my community, my social media pals. I text Andrea and said, I, I've, I'm going to do a bingo uh, starting on Saturday. This was a Thursday. While I'm on texting back and forth, she made a graphic and everything and research how we do this. Story time. Story time. When I started doing story time with Auntie TJ while I was read, reading to kids, I was like, I think God has told me I'm supposed to go and read to kids every day. Maybe a couple of hours later. No, I, I went to bed, woke up. She had sent me a graphic for story time with Auntie TJ. And Andrea will tell you, I'm only telling my side of the story. Andrea will tell you she is assigned to me. And I said that. And how do I know she was assigned to me? I had a speaking engagement in Atlanta before I moved here and she came to 
be my support. She asked, can she come support me? And being the world's greatest hugger, when I tip and people know that when I walk into a room, people know they gonna hug TJ. So I, I had my bags and everything. And the first thing, I didn't have to say a word. Andrew just took my bags so that I could be, I could be fully me hugging on God's kids. But then that night, we were staying at my cousin's house. I have a cousin here. We were staying um, at my cousin's house and we had gotten home super late from whatever we were doing. We got home super late. And Andrea's like, go sit down on the bed. And she, she got real serious on me, like headed home. She got really serious. And I thought something was wrong, but then I was like, okay, maybe she's just tired. She got real serious. And she's like, go sit on the bed. So I went into my room and I sat on the bed and she, I don't know where it came from, but she had gone and found a bucket and she removed my shoes and she washed my feet. And she was like, I don't even remember what she said because I was still in awe. I'm like, what is happening? This has never happened. And she told me that God told her, I am to serve you. And when I tell you, if I show y'all some of the messages of Andrea is always, I am so much better because of her. So much better because of her. So that I know there's nothing that I'm going to do that she's not attached to. So which is why she has to carry the brunt of my crazy ideas. There are times where she's felt like she disappointed me and I'm going, girl, I was just tired. But for death in the family, and even, even with the death in the family that she's dealing with, she's still checking in on me. Who you running with, Delmar? And then the other side is my girl, Renaka, who was assigned to me too. And let me tell you about Renaka. Renaka is a beast. Multi-million dollars in sales, corporate, corporate, I mean, beast. And Renaka dumbed herself down when she approached me to work with me. Renaka came to me want, saying she was going to be my assistant. And here's, watch this. The reason why is because God had already told her there's no way that TJ is going to let you do what I'm, I need you to do for her because she can't afford you. So I need you to go in the door as her assistant because that's the only way she's going to recognize that you are assigned to her. So for months, I had no clue 
Renekas background and history. I didn't vet her. I just knew God is centered. So I didn't have to do no vetting. And she changed the game for me. So usually I have to run my crazy by Andrea and then I got to run it by Naka. But Naka looked out for me on a level. She was willing to put her whole resume down because she knew it would intimidate me. And I'm like, that ain't, no, you ain't who I need. So she genuinely approached me to be my assistant. And then as we started working together, I started seeing, and then we finally had the conversation. Yeah, God told me I had to come in, come in the door this way. The point I'm making, Dolly, for you and for any of you who are at this, it all started, though, because I owned my assignment. Remember, we talked yesterday, obey, own your assignment. Banish the naysayers to the nosebleed, um, expect a spiritual attack and yearn for God's pleasure over your comfort. The only way that they actually recognize that they were assigned to me is because if nothing else, my Peter had awakened and I knew this is what I'm called to do. My sister, my mom, my cousin could love on me because I was bold in my declaration. This is what I'm called to do. So who are you running with? That is the question I want to leave with you. Who are you running with? You got to start looking at, especially with where I know God is taking y'all for the month of August. You got to start looking at who you're running with. Everybody not going to make the cut. Not going to make the cut. So with that said, um, Dolly, do you need to um, do you need to come on camera? Because um, I know I promised that yesterday. Um, so I want to make sure I honor that. Or have you, have I addressed what you wanted to ask in tonight's? Um, in tonight's broadcast, if so, Krishna, can you hit them with the link? Can you can you hit them with the link uh, for Dolly if she wants to come on? Anybody, could, if you want to, while I'm waiting on Dolly, Dolly, I at least need you to type in the chat uh, for me to let me know that, A, you're still here and that, um, that you are wanting to come in so I don't waste time waiting on you. So let me know if you're still here. Elsie says, I love this. Now I know my why my circle is so small. Yup. I don't have the bandwidth <laughs> for a whole bunch of people. All right. Doll, uh, but I don't. Uh, okay. So Dolly says, thank you very much. I don't. So good. So I answered it. Um, 
All right. So anything else I need to know? Any questions I need to know? I'm going to take a drink of water. And somebody tell me no questions. Just type in no questions for me so I know that the delay, it is asked the question. It is answered. The, I, it, the delay has gotten to you so that you can tell me no questions. Hey, Nijis. Any questions? Any questions before we call it a night? Uh, I don't know what we're talking about tomorrow. God's going to show up. Uh, so I can't tell you. Coming up on tomorrow's episode of August, full of TJ and Jesus. Don't know. Don't even know what's coming up. Okay, so Nija said no questions. All right, so let's pray it out. Lord God, whoo, you did it again. You did it again, Lord God. You are such an awesome God. Thank you, Father, for the time that you've given us together. Thank you, Lord God, for the awakenings that we're having. Thank you for every new name that you're about to give to your kids so they can walk from what was to where they're headed. I love you, oh God. And I thank you for this time that you have called me to stand in the gap. Thank you for rocking with us, sister. And thank you for my tea lights that show up ready to be filled and to, to dine on the buffet of yumminess of your word. My prayer, Lord God, is that the notes that are taken don't just stay on the paper, but they move into action. I'm, playing, I'm praying, Lord, for the new crew of running widths that are beginning to rise up. And it's going to start with each tea light standing up and saying their version of, I'm going fishing. What are they going to start owning in their assignment so they can start making bold declarations so that the people that God has, has designated to rock with them will now recognize their voice and their teams are built. I thank you, God, for the rebirth that's going to happen between now and tomorrow of when this word really marinates and it may wake up some of them in the middle of the night and it just starts wrestling different aspects of this, of them questioning. Yeah, do I really need that person in my life? They're making way more withdrawals than they are deposits. I thank you for everything that you're doing through this window of time with us. In Jesus name, amen. All right, that's it. Let's count it down folks. I'll see you tomorrow. Rhonda says, thank you. I was multitasking and watching, but definitely got a good word. Good Rhonda, good rewatch later. Thank you for your obedience T. You are most welcome Rhonda, love you. Let me get that Jackson State shirt off of you though. Um, 10, 9, 
eight, seven, six. Love you too, Lynn. Five, four. Sorry for the hiccups tonight, guys. I was trying to get all fancy, but you know, you know, I was trying to elevate, you know, and get better, but that didn't work out well. But we here. Hey, my Mina, I didn't even know you were here. Hi, my Mina. Uh, what was that? Four. Uh, Stephanie has a question. All right. Did I miss the question? Is the question somewhere? Did I miss it? Yes, Stephanie had a question. Okay, I missed it. Um, so Stephanie, I'll pause the countdown so I can answer your question. Thank you, Delmar. Demar says you are blessing for the kingdom teach. Thank you. Um, is Stephanie still here? Can somebody um, tell me when they hear me ask Stephanie for the question so that I know the delay is caught up to you? Because Steph, I don't know if Stephanie tapped out. So I just want to make sure. Stephanie, you still here? Hey, Miss Rochelle, didn't realize you were here too. Hey, Miss Marilyn. I'm trying to give Stephanie time. Stephanie, you here? At least Stephanie type in, I'm here so I can wait on you to type the question or come in on the link. Um, the producer in me doesn't like dead airspace um, in TV. So I'm like, wait, somebody tell me. So that we just not lagging. Oh, okay. So her question was, how did you know the people who were assigned to you? Of various ways, like they would say something really specific that only God and I knew. Um, or their character would show up in such a way that they wouldn't go away. Like Andrea wouldn't go away. <laughs> basically. And I started just seeing her godly character that was just beautiful. Um, Reneka, I won't tell you what it was, but Reneka said something very specific to me in our very first meeting. Like Reneka, I was trying to, I, I was tapping into Reneka's logistics and I was just going to ask her for a consult on the phone and she insisted Insisted driving an hour to meet me. And in the course of that conversation, she said a specific phrase that only God and I knew that that's what I was looking for. So it just shows up in various ways. Um, and sometimes it comes to fill a specific role, like my bingo squad, Mina is here. Um, my bingo squad, Krishna is here. Krishna ended up being what we call the Dean of sponsorship that they just have various gifts that God just made me privy to. And I just tapped into it. And then I also have a gift of seeing what people have inside of them that maybe hasn't come out yet. And I'll go after it. So hopefully that's the question. I mean, that's the, 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 the full answer to your question, Stephanie. It's a, it's a variety of ways that God will make them um, known to me. All right. Uh, I think I was at four, three, 
Two, I'm going to eat now. I don't eat until after we go live. So going to eat now. Love y'all. See you tomorrow. Bye. Well, that's it. Hopefully you enjoy what my TT shared with you. And like she always says, let's go out and make God smile. And don't forget to hug somebody. It's T2 Mercer signing off now. See y'all later.